If you are ready to change the way people experience the transition to parenthood, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we interview postpartum professionals, academics and researchers, as well as parents with unique perspectives on postpartum. Whether you've been working with new families for decades or are brand new to postpartum care, we'd love you to join us. I'm your host, Julia Jones. Hello and welcome to the Newborn Mothers Podcast. Today we have a really, really interesting guest, a completely um, different angle, something we've not covered at all on the podcast and I'm super excited about. Um, Maddie Sands is an Australian originally from Melbourne but now living in San Francisco um, who has developed a breastfeeding app. Um, and it's not your usual app because you know I'm not a massive fan of, of you know, technology becoming a barrier between mothers and babies or human real human connection but what is so brilliant about this app and why i'm really excited to share it with you it is it is an app that promotes um support it promotes connection and gets more help to mums which i think is really really awesome so maddie do you want to introduce yourself yeah my name is maddie and i'm the director of help me feed and Help Me Feed is a non-profit and we have a mission to improve global breastfeeding rates through smart, scalable technology. Awesome. And can you tell me how you got into um, the tech world? Because it's quite unusual for a young woman to be an app developer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a little bit of an unconventional way into the breastfeeding world. I graduated uni in 2014 down in Melbourne. And as part of my first job, I was allowed to work on passion projects. And at the time, Google Glass had just come out and it was the, the hottest thing on the table. So naturally, I wanted to build a Google Glass app, but I didn't really know what kind of app. I just knew I wanted to build Google Glass. And one of my friend's sisters had just had a baby and she was really struggling with breastfeeding. So I thought, oh, well, I think we could, we could do something here. We could, we could use Google Glass to be able to video call a breastfeeding counsellor while she's feeding because that shows the perfect angle of the baby latching. And that was the kind of first taste I had of, of breastfeeding. Um, I hadn't, I was the baby of the family. No one I knew had had a baby before. And so even just kind of delving into this new world of this, this kind of not just skill that I'd never even seen before. I hadn't seen someone breastfeed. And so it was a very new opportunity for me and it was really exciting. So I built the Google Glass app and I partnered with the Australian Breastfeeding Association and we were able to do a trial with a group of mums and breastfeeding counsellors. And it was really successful. We definitely identified the problem, which was being able to have that connection between a breastfeeding counsellor and a mum. But unfortunately, uh, I think, as most people know, Google Glass is not, not out anymore. Um, it was a really unstable technology. And it, but it did provide kind of a looking glass into what the problem was. So after we did that and we were able to get a ton of press from it, um, we got international um, press on, on Vice and the Daily Mail and everything, I moved over to San Francisco and I started working on big enterprise clients. I was building apps for Lexus, um, Toyota, and Genentech. And I kind of had breastfeeding on a bit of a back burner. Uh, then about two years ago in 2007, oh, sorry, 2017, I got sick of working with 
basically with automotive, I wanted to do something that I felt passionate about again. And I, and I picked up the project and we were able to have a look at the industry and we realized, well, there's not, there's still nothing that's out there. There's still nothing that identifies this problem, which is trying to bridge that gap between when you're in front of a lactation consultant or in front of a doula to when that parent gets home. So we took the problem up and I took it right back to its bare bones and reevaluated what the problem was and what we're trying to achieve. And then we're, was able to build a solution that actually was able to, to solve that problem or to help that problem versus what we did at the beginning, which was find a cool technology that I wanted to use and then look for a problem to try and solve. So yeah, in, in 2017, we picked the project back up again. Um, and then we became the Help Me Feed Foundation in 2018. And now we've launched the app in 2019. I love that. I love that so much. And something we've talked about a little bit is when women um, enter these new industries like tech, we can really create entirely new perspectives, new ways of solving problems. I think that's so exciting. Um, and definitely it's ready for the next generation because you know, young women are on their smartphones all the time. And often when they're breastfeeding, they're on their smartphones. And, you know, there might be people who say they should be spending less time on their smartphones. And, you know, you can have arguments about that. But the truth is they are there. They're breastfeeding with their phone in their hand. That's what they're doing. So, you know, instead of them going and asking Guru Google for breastfeeding advice and getting bombarded with conflicting information and stuff that's not evidence-based and um, even you know, even information that's promoted by formula companies, you know, what if they could just go to this app and get the support they needed there? I really love that. Um, and what I really sold me on your app too is that it's free for parents, but it's um, a paid subscription for professionals and that parents can only have access to that app and to that service through a professional so it really is just a portal it's like a connection a way of them being able to stay in touch because like you said they people go home from the hospital you know i think from memory it's like 96 percent of people establish breastfeeding in hospital don't they it's quite a lot yeah but then they get home and by six weeks in a lot of people have stopped i i can't remember the numbers off the top of my head but a huge number in that time have dropped off and in in australia and in most of the world there's no routine um service in that time you know you might get a couple of visits from the midwife but they're often strapped for time and they might not necessarily be that skilled in lactation support um, so there's a real gap, um, you know, and there is support if people know where to ask and who to go to and what funding's available and that kind of thing. But, you know, if we could get everyone connected with a any kind of professional um, and then through this app they can stay in touch throughout that whole time, any time of day or night. I just think that's so powerful. Yeah, I think you, you definitely touched on it. We have, especially in Australia, we have, we have a really great health, we have a great healthcare system, but there are definitely gaps in providing support. And a lot of that comes around with, a, well, not a lot of it, but the birth is a very big thing in a woman's life, having your first child, going through the birth. And so a lot of prenatal information is focused on that one, one time but not a lot is given to the parent when they go home. So you've got a ton of great resources. It's focused on the birth. And then that's great. You've got through the birth. You've got this little baby. You're at home. 
And now the really hard time starts. And it, a lot of women, some women have no problem breastfeeding and that's amazing, but that's not the case for every woman. And that's what we're really trying to help. Yeah, I love it. And I think a lot of people who do struggle with breastfeeding is because they have um, information that's, that's sabotaging them, you know, like I really think there's so much bad information out there. So you've worked with a, an internationally board certified lactation consultant to create um, a whole series of mini lessons, which I love as well, because it means the professional who is the owner of the app, whoever has the subscription, they don't necessarily have to be a lactation consultant, they could just be a doula, or a breastfeeding counsellor, or, you know, a midwife, or any other kind of um, related um, professional but because all of the videos and are there and all of the lessons are there then um, you know that that greatly expands the accurate and up-to-date evidence-based information that they can share with their clients yeah that's right and we also allow them to the health professional to upload their own resources as well so a lot of people have really great resources that they've created or resources that are relevant to their community and they're able to upload them on the app and include them as part of the program to, to really support their parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. So tell me some of the, um, the challenges that you've faced in developing this. I mean, it sounds like you're moving pretty fast, given you only started, what, a year or two ago. Um, yeah, but tell me, tell me, yeah, what are some of the challenges in getting a project of this scale off the ground? And also a project that's unusual like this, a woman in tech supporting breastfeeding. <laughs> People kind of go, what? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I, like you mentioned, I'm in San Francisco, which is an extremely male-dominated area. And whenever I would go out, out and about and I would be talking about what, what I do, um, it's, I always get two responses. I either get the response of, oh, oh, that's, that's, a, that's interesting, but I don't want to talk about it. You know, I've got the latest VR or something like that that I'm going to start yabbering on about. Or they tell me a, a, a story about how breastfeeding has affected them. And I think that that's a really powerful thing because it shows that even though traditionally technology is, has been a male-dominated field, but partners provide a very important part with breastfeeding and they know how hard it is but they just haven't had either the motivation or the, the kind of um, enthusiasm to think, well, what, what can I do to help solve this problem? Or what can I help do to support this problem? Because they don't realize, like many of us, even realize that it's a problem until they have their own child or until they see someone that they know struggling and in a lot of pain or feeling frustrated. And that's a time that we, we're really able to or as, the, as a community, we can come together and we can create some really powerful, um, we can create some really powerful tools. But it really is about work, being able to work together. And I think that that's why our organisation is quite special, is that I'm not a traditional, like I'm not a lactation consultant, I'm not a healthcare provider, I didn't do nursing or anything at school. Um, I'm very much a technologist. So I've come with the idea that I can build this platform but I need to partner with people who have that knowledge. I can partner with people who can create those programs and can guide me on how, how they need to and how they want to communicate with their parents. And I'm able to build that platform to support that. Mm. And I think that by bridging those two gaps together, we're able to build a really, really great program and a really great app 
that's able to affect the solution and achieve the results that we're trying to achieve. Yeah, that's so powerful too because, you know, the answer to all of those questions is really collaboration. It's about us all working together. Um, and, I, you know, one of my kind of main main goals and, and a bigger mission of my work is really to stop seeing having children as an individual um, choice and more as a social responsibility you know like our children are our future and i think we all need to take responsibility whether we're men or you know non-mothers or you know tech professionals it doesn't matter i think everyone has a role in in ensuring you know safe and healthy futures for all of our children yeah so i think that's so so great absolutely um, the statistic is like uh 2.5 percent um sorry it's 2.5 times more likely that a woman will be able to will be able to sustain breastfeeding if she's in an environment where breastfeeding is promoted and supported, and so it's incredibly yeah. important for us to partner with um, the partners. It's incredibly important for us to partner with parents of you know grandparents in communities because it's not just about the mother and it's not just about the parent. It's about the entire community. And the best way that we can make a successful product is by getting buy-in from everybody and being able to build a social movement that we can support these parents because it's exactly what you said. It's not, you don't have a baby in isolation. When you have a baby, you have it with the community. And if we can foster that community, we're going to be able to have a much, much more enjoy, enjoyable experience for that child and those parents. Are you listening to this awesome interview with a postpartum professional and thinking that this might be your calling in life too? Do you believe postpartum care could be a respected, valued and well-paid profession but feel frustrated and don't know where to start? Newborn Mothers Collective is online worldwide postpartum training and professional development with over a thousand students from 40 different countries around the world. We value human rights, scientific evidence and diversity and we'd love you to join us at newbornmothers.com. Mm, yeah, something else we talk about a lot in Newborn Mothers is the idea that we're breastfeeding in captivity because um, we've really lost this skill. We don't see women breastfeeding. A lot of us weren't breastfed by our own mothers. You know, so often when a mother in our world, in our culture, um, it starts to breastfeed it may be the first time her first experience her first vision she you know it's it's such a an artificial kind of environment compared to traditionally and in other parts of the world where women would have been exposed to breastfeeding for their entire lives so you know this is this is the kind of um, technology I think that can can really reconnect us with um, the idea that breastfeeding is normal and seeing other women. I loved something you were talking about as well, which we'll talk about in a second, but seeing a diverse range of women um, breastfeeding and what that actually looks like. So let's talk about that a little bit too. At the moment, you're launching in Australia only or around the world? We're launching around the world. Yeah, great. But you're kind of focused at this stage on first world um, cultures. Is that right? Yeah, yeah that's right. We... We found that, especially with technology, if we're able to, um, to create the resources and create the foundation in the countries where we're, we already have the knowledge, we're then able to build a really powerful framework that we can go into other communities that we maybe don't know as well and we can learn from the people on the ground. I think you get into 
the, the best way to create something that's not successful is to think that you know everything. Mm. And for us to try and go into a country that we don't know the culture and we don't know the infrastructure and try and say, hey, well, it worked in the US or it worked in Australia, so it's going to work here as well. I think that that's when you start building things that don't work for those, for those communities. But what we're able to do is we're able to really work with what we have and the knowledge that we have to build a, a powerful product here that we're then going to be able to take um, and apply it into lots of different cultures. Yeah, and I love the possibility um, that we were talking about earlier um, before we hit record, but about the idea that you could have women from different ethnic backgrounds, different language groups, um, even different breast sizes, you know, so that uh, in all of these lessons, women can relate to something of themselves. That's right. When we were doing our research, we found that, especially um, in the US and in Australia as well, in the communities, that lactation consultants are working in communities where they, a lot of them, one third of them don't speak the language. So it's really important for us to be able to have the same resource in multiple different languages and also showing multiple different women and multiple different partners. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more powerful when you can see yourself reflected. And if you can see someone that looks like you breastfeeding and this is how they do it and it's starting to normalise it in your community, then it's a lot more effective than you being handing a pamphlet of the same woman that you're, you think, oh, that doesn't look anything like me, um, doing a skill that doesn't, in a house that doesn't look like anything that you've ever seen before, and then expecting them to be able to apply that skill. Mm, yeah. Can you talk us through what the experience is like? So we could do it both as a professional and then as a mother, but if you're a professional, then, you know, what would happen? I would buy a subscription um, and, and then share it with my clients. They would get it for free. And, and then what happens? How does it actually work? Yeah, so it's, um, we've got the, it's different apps. So as a health professional, you could, you could jump on the website at helpmefeed.org and sign up for a subscription. You get a month free because we feel like it's really important for you to be able to feel comfortable with the technology. This is a new, this is a new thing for a lot of people. And so it's, it is really important that you're able to touch it, look at the resources, feel confident in what we're, we're providing you. Um, so you get, yeah, you get your month free. And then within the application, you can start creating your parents. When you add a parent, they get a notification in their email to download the app and it's free for them. So they just download it. As soon as you, as soon as you do that, that's when you start having that open communication. You can message, you can video call each other. In the health professional app, you've got all of the resources. So you can start building those digital programs. Maybe you, it's a prenatally or maybe it's the mum's just gotten home. So it's from one day to three days. And you want to include all the information that you think that she would need for when she first gets home. So you can start creating those programs and assigning it to that parent. The other thing that we found um, that was really important is with parents, it's really hard for people to ask for help. The first thing you do when you fall down in the street is to say, no, I'm okay. Don't, don't look at me. I'm fine. I'm fine. But people don't like asking for help. And so what we've tried to do is made it, one, make it really easy for a parent to be able to ask for help, but also for a health professional 
to identify when a parent needs help. So as part of their program, they can also assign surveys. And that might, that's a really quick check-in. And it might be as simple as, are you feeling confident today? And it might be, I'm feeling more confident than I was yesterday. I'm feeling the same as yesterday. yesterday. I'm feeling less confident. And that's a really good indicator that if they're feeling less confident, that the health professional needs to actively check back in with that, par- that parent. And that way we're able, to af- we're able to identify a lot of issues before they become issues. Yeah, I love that. And I think there's applications too. I mean, you've talked about having community volunteers, but we could make it hyper-local as well so that, you know, you even can volunteer as the breastfeeding support person in your postcode area. You know, if if any other mums jump on the app and there's a local kind of lactation consultant or doula or someone who's kind of coordinating that. Um, But it means you literally could, if someone's saying, I'm feeling less confident, things are getting really hard. There could literally be someone a few streets away who just picks up the phone and says, hey, how are you going? And, you know, should we go and have a coffee or meet at the park or let's have a chat, you know? So I think being able to build those connections is so powerful. Yeah, I think you touched on a, a really interesting part of the application and that's the community, the volunteer community coaches. And so as part of you've got the health professional and you've got the parent, Another part of building the community is to be able to engage those people who are passionate about helping parents thrive. And so community coaches are virtual volunteers and they work alongside the health professional to support the breastfeeding parents. And they might come from a variety of locations or like you mentioned, just across the road. And they have, they have a lot of different backgrounds. But the one thing that they're really passionate about and that's helping babies and helping the parents thrive. And they're about providing that emotional support. So if the, the health professionals at the center of the experience, so they're the one who controls everything. So if they allow their parents to say, look, I'm at three, I'm, I'm going to go to sleep, I'll turn on coaches. And that means which, when a parent's up at 3 a.m. and they're breastfeeding their child, everyone else is asleep and they're feeling incredibly alone they're able to connect with a volunteer community coach to be able to provide that emotional support, to let them know that they're not alone, that there's a whole community here that's supporting them. Yeah, I love that. And the fact that it's international means you have the benefit as well of there always being someone up because, you know, even though it's 3 a.m. here, it's the middle of the day somewhere else. So it means that professionals can have good boundaries around their work but make sure that their clients are really well supported. Definitely. Yeah, I love it. I really love it. Is there anything else you want to share with us um, about this app? I'm just trying to have a think. (laughs) Maybe cut this bit out while I'm thinking. (laughs) Um, Yeah, actually, do you want to ask a question again? Sure. Is there anything else you want to tell us about the app? I think what's really important with applications and breastfeeding and maternal health is the idea is, is the idea that you're not trying to throw more information at the problem is that we're really trying to build that community and we're really trying to support parents and really trying to support health professionals into achieving what they really want to achieve for health professionals. That's helping parents. I mean, that's why you got into the industry is because you had a passion to be able to help people. And what's really hard at the moment is there's not 
good tools for you to be able to do that, especially with modern parents. They have a different way of communicating and they have a different way of receiving that information. And it's, it's important for us to be able to embrace and to build tools that work with today's parents, but also support the health professionals to be, to be able to achieve what they're passionate about. When we did our market research study, one of the biggest issues that health professionals said is that they don't feel like they're meeting parents' expectations, that they feel like they can do more than what they're doing, but they don't have the time or they don't have the resources to be able to do that. And that's what we've tried to build. We've tried to partner with, these, with the health professionals from around the world to be able to create a product for them that's built by them to help with what they're trying to do. Mm, I love it. I love it. Um, so it's launching now. You were just saying you're having some trouble getting into the app store. Do you want to tell us about that? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's one of the many frustrations I think that I've had um, working in this industry and about people accepting, accepting breastfeeding is a normal behaviour. It is a, it's the same as one of us going down to eating some Thai food. It's a necessary and extremely valuable thing that a parent is providing to their child. And so it's incredibly frustrating that we got rejected from the app store because we had breastfeeding images in our screenshots. And <laughs> it's just what else would you have in a breastfeeding app? I exactly. Mean, and, and also to be identified as pornographic, mm. to object, objectifying and pornographic and inappropriate. It's so infuriating that today in 2019 that we're still having these conversations. And I think that's what's really important with what you're doing, Julia, is to be able to bring these conversations to the front that we're starting to talk about it, that we're normalizing breastfeeding and saying, look, it's not, it's not a sexualized thing. It's not something that you should feel embarrassed about. It, you should be proud when you're breastfeeding in public. You should, you should feel proud that you're providing this beautiful thing to your child. Or if your partner's breastfeeding, you, know, you, you should feel proud that you're supporting them and that you're being able to do this really beautiful gift and that's, and I, I, I understand that for a lot of parents, um, they have different situations and it's all about what works well for the parent and the baby and the partner. And it's about supporting all of their choices. And if we're able to come together as a community and support each other, I think that that's when we're really going to be able to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And so it's incredibly frustrating when you get these rejections from organizations like Apple, which is one of the most valuable companies in the world, that they think that it's okay and they've been able to get away with it to not change the algorithm to say, no, this is a breastfeeding image. You know, they, they have the resources and they have the means to do that and they just haven't done it because we don't have the people in the positions of power to enforce it and to say, this isn't okay. It's not okay that we get our Facebooks shut down because we're showing breastfeeding images. And it's not okay that we are on Instagram and then we get our photos banned because we're showing a mum breastfeeding. We have the resources and we have the technology that do that doesn't happen and it's just not being put in place. And so we yeah. really need people in the community to stand up and not stand for it, 
to stand up and say, no, I'm, I'm not okay with this. This shouldn't happen. Yeah, and you shouldn't have to change your images for your app because it is a breastfeeding app. I mean, that's exactly what it is and that those images are, are safe and healthy and, and should be shown. So, yes, so you're going to reapply to get that into the app store and then <laughs> it should be available to everyone. Yeah, well, we, we'll be reapplying and I won't be... I am. I refuse to take the the images off. I think that's just the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard. So <laughs> I will be fighting tooth and nail to uh, keep the images as we have them. Yeah, good. Well, keep us posted on that, and hopefully by the time this podcast goes live, um, it'll all be ready to go, and people can find you at uh, helpmefeed.org. Yeah, helpmefeed.org. Great, and get a free one month trial as a professional. Uh, and if if you like it, if people like what they see, then then they can continue. And it's not expensive too. I think we're saying nineteen dollars a month. Yeah, that's right. It's starting at nineteen dollars a month. Yeah, so that's it is an inexpensive investment for a doula or a midwife to be able to provide such a higher level of service. I think than than what they would without this app. So if they like it and they want to continue after the month, then or then their mums can, their clients can get it uh, for free, which is awesome. So that's helpmefeed.org and hopefully it will be up in the app store. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone's also interested in becoming a volunteer community coach, we're always interested in having people volunteer and help out. It's a really, um, it's a small time commitment, but you can have a really big impact. So if you're interested, you can also jump on the website and um, send us an email and we'll be able to contact you with the next steps. That's wonderful. I love it. Thank you so much, Maddie. That's really, uh, you know, I think it's such a great breakthrough to be able to um, find these innovative new ways to support mothers and, uh, and most important of all, to be able to connect them with people who care. Um, and that's really what this is all about. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. See you next time. Here at Newborn Mothers, we believe that every family has the right to high quality postpartum care. If you want to join us, learn more at newbornmothers.com. And if you like this podcast, we'd really love you to leave us a five-star review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.